Hey guys, welcome back. I hope that you've all been doing really well. I hope that you've been enjoying these last couple of weeks of the year and are finally going to get some time off, especially now that it's officially the holiday season. I know that I've definitely been needing a bit of a break from everything. And even though it's not going to be a very long break, I just feel like it'll be nice to spend some time at home with my family and just not worry about doing work or anything like that. So hopefully you're in the same boat and are able to get some time to relax for a couple of days before 2022 starts, which is crazy to think because it doesn't feel like it's been a whole year yet. So today we're actually going to be talking a little bit about 2021, kind of doing like a year in review. Um, I kind of want to talk a little about a little bit about setting goals for the new year and things like new year's resolutions and stuff like that um, as well as talk about my thoughts on the pandemic since we are entering almost two years of handling this crisis and where basically it looks like we're going a bit backwards now that we've got this new variant emerging and um, I guess I kind of just want to talk about like what I think about the pandemic and where I think we're going with it. Um, so yeah, it'll this episode's going to be split into two parts. The first part will be talking about 2021 and what it's been like and just reflecting on what the whole year has brought me and talk a little bit about goal setting and stuff like that for 2022. And then I'm going to get into more pandemic related conversation. So I hope that you've got a nice warm drink. It is currently snowing outside where I'm from, so it's a bit chilly. Um, so yeah, grab yourselves a drink or a snack, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So I think 2021 has been somewhat better than 2020, um, and I think that's just because by now we've gotten used to like this whole pandemic situation and stuff like that um obviously the pandemic is still ongoing and like i said this episode is going to be split into two parts so i'll get into more of what i think about the pandemic later on in the episode but obviously the pandemic's still not over but vaccines have become a thing and i think that has really been what's made 2021 a bit better because it just seems like we now have something like we now have like some type of weapon against the virus and it is proving to be um effective in some ways so i guess that is like one positive thing the other thing is that schools have been open since september as well as universities and colleges um and I think that, again, has to do with the fact that we now have vaccines. Um, I remember, like, for us last year anyway, if you are from the GTA or if you're from Southern Ontario, everything was pretty much completely online last year, I think. Like, I had one lab in the winter semester in which I had to go into campus, like, every two weeks or something for this lab. But even then, like, we ended up having to start our labs later than 
they were supposed to start because we were in lockdown at the beginning of 2021. Um, but it was nice to be able to go in person after so long. But it was like, it was really weird to see campus like so empty. Like I remember going in for my first lab in like February or something. And there was like literally nobody there. I've never seen campus so dead. It's usually very like lively and there's people around, there's stuff going on and it just felt like, I don't know, it was weird seeing campus like that. But this past September, things have opened up and a lot of things were in person. There were still a couple of things that were online, but a lot of classes were in person and it just, it didn't return to like the normal like busyness of what we're used to seeing like before the pandemic but it's a real big step up from where we were in 2020 and like the beginning of 2021 where we had like nobody in person so it was nice to see that there was some life returning to campus and there were some things going back to normal um we also haven't gone into lockdown for a while which i think is a plus side i think like i said in ontario we were we were in lockdown I think, like, pretty much all of the holiday season last year, we were in lockdown, and I'm pretty sure we ended up starting the new year in lockdown as well. So it's been, it's been, like, well over six months for us, I think, since we went into, like, a full lockdown. And, like, again, I'll get more into this in the pandemic section of this episode, Another kind of good thing that happened in 2021 for me is graduating from university, getting my degree, and I think it's just extra special because I'm able to say that I graduated during a pandemic and I know that it like obviously things could have been a lot worse, but we managed to push through, we managed to get the degree, we managed to finish despite everything that was going on. And it wasn't easy. It was a lot harder. And I've talked about this before. It really feels like fourth year didn't even happen just because everything was pretty much done online. And like we weren't at school, but we still managed to finish the year off and we still managed to get the degree despite um, all the craziness in the world. If you graduated during the pandemic, I really do like applaud you for that because man, was it tough, like, especially, like, the first couple of months of, like, online school, like, in September when we started last year, it was so weird, like, I I honestly felt like I was back in first year because it felt like I was getting used to, like, like, a new, like, school almost, like, you know, when you start, like, at a new school or, like, when you start high school or you start like a new grade or whatever there's always that like adjustment period where you need to like get used to being at school you need to get used to like your teachers or whatever you need to get used to like just a new like kind of environment that's what it felt like for me because I had to I had never done online school before and a lot of people obviously haven't and especially because it was like my final year there was a lot of pressure to like okay, I need to be able to adjust to online school and also make sure that I'm doing really well because, you know, your fourth year really does matter, especially if you plan on 
going into like grad school and stuff like that so there was a lot of pressure there and we obviously didn't have any extracurriculars which are a big part of like applying to grad school and applying to jobs and stuff like that um I was lucky enough I still got to do like some volunteer work even though it was online um I got to be a peer helper last year which was really interesting because I had applied to the position in third year and it would have been in person and it ended up being completely online and like basically how it works is you're in a team um of other like peer helpers and like you basically meet every week and like you work on certain projects um our project was helping out first year students kind of get involved on like get involved even though like things weren't in person and like just making sure that they were adjusting to university especially with it not actually being in person and so I worked with like the same group of people for the entire year but I've never actually met any of them in person like the first time I met them was online through zoom and to this day I've never like met with them physically in person it's always just been virtual which is really crazy to think because we we all have a really good relationship with each other now and like I still talk to my team members and I still talk to like my advisor and everything like that and it's just crazy to think because at the end of the school year our advisor had us do like kind of a reflection of our experience as a peer helper and I remember like saying to them like I feel like I know you guys so well and like I feel so comfortable around you guys even though like I've never actually like met you in person and all of our interaction has been completely online yet like I feel like we still have been able to build such a good relationship with each other so that was really interesting because I've never done anything like that before I know a lot of people do things like pen pals and stuff like that where they're like communicating with people from other countries that they don't necessarily know or like they don't they've never met before but they end up having like a really good bond and they really like they really do know each other pretty well and they're like comfortable like speaking to each other so that was something really interesting for me and like I'm proud of myself for having done that and being able to help out first year students because obviously it was a very rough year and honestly, I can't even imagine being a first-year student during the pandemic. Like, that must be crazy. Like, obviously, being a fourth-year student has its own challenges. But being a first-year student in the pandemic, I think, is something totally different. So, props to you. If you started college last year or this year, then I really do applaud you. And that's that's really impressive. And I think the fact that, especially if, like, you've already made it through a year, that's really impressive and you should be very proud of yourself for that other things um that have just happened in 2021 that were good for me personally i have been exercising more and i've been trying to get more specific with the types of exercise that i do i think in the past i kind of just did whatever i felt like without really considering like what type of exercise I wanted to do and I think I have a better understanding of like the different types of workouts like I never really understood like what cardio was or never really understood like what resistance training or strength training was um and over the past year I think I have just been doing more research on the types of exercises and like their different benefits and like 
I've been watching a lot of workout videos on YouTube and I've been I've been basically just trying to be more specific with my workout and like planning them rather than just doing them, which there's nothing wrong with just doing them, but I have really been into using weights in my workouts recently, which I've never done before. I like to do strength exercises and I've been trying to build more muscle. Um, I feel like I could do an entire story on this, but that's for a later day. Um, I like doing HIIT workouts as well. And I think especially because gyms were closed and a lot of them are still are closed, I think, here. Like, there's one gym, a very small gym that's like right across from where I live and they have not opened since like March of 2020. I don't think they ever will. But I've been kind of getting to understand like what different types of workouts are and like what they target and like what the benefits are which I think is really important and I think just sort like getting to like understand the knowledge behind it and like doing the actual research is really important and that way you can kind of target your workouts and especially if you have like health goals and stuff like if you want to try and build muscle or if you are trying to build up like more endurance or like if you're working on like your core strength and stuff like that Obviously, it's important to tailor your workouts to make sure that you are including exercises that are going to help you with that, which I never really did before. And I've, I, I like that I'm taking the responsibility to kind of understand the types of exercises. And I've found ones that I really do enjoy. And the problem for me is that doing following a workout video um, on YouTube is that I often get bored of doing the same exercises over and over again. Like, there's so many videos that'll be like, oh, do this for a week, or it'll be like, you know, one month challenge to lose weight or whatever. And I get so bored of doing the same thing over and over again. And I even went in and, like, created playlists. Like, I literally have a playlist just for, like, ab workouts. And then I have a playlist just for, like, strength exercises. I have a playlist just for, like, dance workouts, because I've been doing that. I'm not a good dancer, but I mean dance dancing is good exercise so I've been I've been doing some dance workouts if I want to get in some cardio it's it's a more fun thing to do especially like now that it's winter I used to go out for like jogs with my dog and I used to run I still go out for walks with my dog but like it's harder to run in the winter just because like I said it is snowing today and like running in the snow isn't the easiest thing to do especially if it's icy outside so finding some nice dance workouts to do in my basement are a lot of fun. So that's what I've been doing. Um, another thing is I started this podcast, which, like I said way early on, like when I first started, that this was kind of a spontaneous idea. It was kind of not a spontaneous idea. It wasn't something that I've been meaning to do for a super long time, but it was just something that I thought about because... I started listening to more podcasts in the summer when the pandemic hit and I really do enjoy listening to podcasts um, and I think that I wanted to have some sort of creative outlet. I wanted to build some sort of community where I could kind of express myself and share my own experiences that may or may not be helpful and useful to other people that are within the same age group as I am. So. I'm proud of myself for being able to do this and like especially because 
speaking verbally isn't like my strong suit I'm really proud of myself for putting this out there and even though it's not like it's not a crazy famous podcast it's not like I have a ton of listeners or a ton of followers I literally just do it because it makes me feel good it makes me feel happy and satisfied and I do see like the the stats every week I do see that people are listening to it even if it's not like a crazy amount of people as long as it's reaching someone that's all that matters to me and I listen to them myself like I even like once I'm done editing I will go and listen to the entire thing myself and you know it's just it's just different when you hear like about your experiences and like when you when you hear a recording of yourself talking about something that you've experienced or like advice that you have it's just different compared to when you're like talking to yourself in your head I don't know maybe that's just me I've also been into journaling a lot more um I have had a journal pretty much since like middle school um not consistently I like kind of gave it up one year and then I started again a couple years after um but it's just interesting because I have kept all of my journals um since middle school and it's interesting to see like the things that I used to write about then versus the things that I now write about and obviously like middle school was like 10 years ago I remember like like last weekend I was asking my mom like has it been 10 years since I've been in middle school and she was like yes it has been 10 years which is crazy to think but anyway I like to reread my old journals and like reread the things that I would write about and it's just it's it's like the best way for you to kind of see how much you've grown and changed over the years both in good ways and bad ways because my middle school entries were all very negative I think I would write in my journal every day after school and like it would always be about like un like unpleasant things like I would write about like someone being mean to me or I would write about like how boring school was and how much I hated a certain class or stuff like that I never really talked about anything happy you know I would it would always be about bad things and even in high school like I, I didn't really have a journal in high school I think I started one in like grade 11 grade 12 and even then like my grade 12 one especially because like I was applying to university and stuff they were all like reading through those entries like made me realize just how stressed I was in grade 12 and again they weren't super happy but they I, I very rarely ever wrote about things that were good it was always like it always was like a place for me to vent and complain about my life um but yeah some of those entries like going back and reading them I was like wow I was a very sad child or I was a very stressed child and it doesn't to say that I don't still write about sad things about things that are bothering me I do but I also have been writing about things that make me happy I write about things that I'm proud of like if there is a moment or if there's just something like that like I'm reflecting on and if there's something that like makes me happy like last week my dad and my brother and I we went to Wonderland um and I remember writing about it a couple of days ago and I was like it's been like 10 years since I went to Wonderland and 10 years ago I was like 12 years old so like I wrote about like how how much fun it was and stuff like that so even just writing about like things that you do like even if it's like mundane things 
I will write about like the music that I'm listening to. I will write about song lyrics, as I mentioned before. I really like analyzing lyrics. I will write about like after I graduated, I like did an entire reflection on my whole undergrad experience, and like I wrote about the bad things, but I also wrote about like the fact that I improved so much and like I got so much better as the four years went on, and like I I got better at making friends, and I got like I got over my shyness a little bit, and my grades improved after nearly failing so many of my classes in first year, so. It's just nice to journal about things regardless of whether they're bad things. I think I think sometimes journaling, when people talk about it, people tell you to journal about things that are bothering you. Like if you're having a bad day or if you're stressed or anxious, people will be like, oh, like journal about it, like write about it. And I think if you resort to journaling for those things, like obviously it's a good thing to get your thoughts down on paper. But if that's the only thing that you're journaling about, I feel like I feel like you you could make it both ways. Like you don't just want to be writing about all the bad experiences that you have in your life, but it's also important to write down about the good things because that's how you know that you've grown. And I think in the past where I only ever used to write about all of my bad experiences, I now am writing about more positive things while also writing whenever I'm feeling down or I'm bothered by something. I've been getting into like journal prompts and stuff as well. There are a lot of journal prompts that you can find on Pinterest. If you are someone that is into journaling, I highly recommend searching them up on Pinterest. They give you some really good ideas. Some of them are just like really fun prompts to like reflect on, you know, your childhood or whatever, or like talk about like your favorite movie or like your favorite song, stuff like that. And then there are others that'll be, you know, like what in your life right now is bothering you or like, what is something that you need to let go of or what's one habit you need to break so there's a lot of really interesting prompts on pinterest and even like if you just google them you'll be able to find some really good like journaling ideas there are a lot of really good youtube videos too so if you're someone that wants to get into that this year or if you're someone like me who already kind of journals but you're looking for more like topics to journal about pinterest youtube really good places to go I think overall 2021, I've been slightly happier than I was in 2020. Not a crazy amount, just because I think with the pandemic, it's been hard to do much. Like, I'm still stuck at home. I'm still, you know, worried about my future now that I've officially graduated. So there's added pressure there. But at the same time, like, I think... The pandemic has really given me like enough like a lot of time to really just like sit with myself and just get to know myself better as cheesy as that sounds I think it's kind of forced me to take a step back and like really look at myself in the mirror and like just get to know myself better and like understand you know why I am the way that I am whereas in the past I didn't really have the time for that um some of the bad things that have happened um I would say my dog's health has been kind of poor the last couple of months he's doing a lot better than he was at the start of 2021 but his health has declined a little bit um but he is doing really well now um I've had more anxiety surrounding the future and it isn't to say that I wasn't anxious 
about my future before the pandemic or even before 2021. It's just that now that I've officially graduated, I think there is more added pressure because it doesn't feel like I'm really doing anything with my life. And sometimes like I experience FOMO, like fear of missing out. And it's hard to like, it's hard not to compare yourself, especially when my friends and stuff are out doing their masters or they're, you know, they're out working and stuff like that. Whereas I have kind of not really made any progress ever since I got my degree. But at the same time, like you could argue that getting the degree itself during the pandemic is something to be proud of. Like that is a really big achievement, like I did say. And obviously, like, it's not like I haven't done anything productive throughout 2021. Like, I started this podcast. I've been exercising more, journaling more. Those are all productive things. They just aren't necessarily towards, like, my career and my future. Um, the other thing is, I think I talked about this before, but I've been trying to see both, like, the good and the bad in bad experiences. And I was talking about this with my friend last night and how like whenever something bad happens, I feel like we only ever see it as that bad thing. Like, I don't know how to explain this. I don't know how to put this into the right words, but it's like there's a good thing out of every experience, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. There are good things that come out of everything in life. And I think that's what I've been trying to do. And it, I know that this can sometimes come off as being like toxic positivity where you only ever see the good. But these days, I feel like I've been trying to balance out both the bad and the good. Like realize that something that happened was really bad. But also the fact that that happened means that, you know, you now have learned from it and has potentially led you down a different path. I could do an entire episode on this, but I feel like I've just been getting better at seeing that there's both positive and negative sides to everything in life. You just have to be willing to see it and willing to kind of look for those kind of good and bad things. Overall, I think 2020 has 2021 has been better than 2020. Even if it wasn't like significantly better, I think it's headed towards the right direction in terms of making life better and just being happier overall. And like I said, part of it has to do with the fact that we've all been stuck at home for so long that we need something to do. We need something to keep ourselves occupied. And a lot of people have used the time that the pandemic has forced them to take to kind of make improvements in their life and take care of themselves better and just live a better life and be happier because now that there isn't a lot going on I think people are starting to realize that they weren't as satisfied with their life before the pandemic and are now trying to make those adjustments um but yeah 2021 hasn't been the worst year ever definitely better than 2020 and I think we are headed in the right direction in terms of overcoming this pandemic hopefully um but yeah i'm gonna take a quick break and go give my dog his meds and then we will get into the goal setting portion of this episode okay 
so goal setting and new year's resolutions so you know how everyone makes jokes about the fact that they make all of these resolutions for the new year and then like a weekend they've like completely given up on them i feel like setting goals for the new year it's a great thing to do don't get me wrong i think it's a great thing to have ambition and you know wanting to achieve things in the new year but i think people don't actually know how to stick to them and i don't think you necessarily have to set them um for the new year you don't have to wait until january 1st to start working on whatever new goal that you have in my opinion whenever you have a new goal you can just start on it right away you don't have to wait until the clock starts this the clock starts midnight on january 1st in order to start working towards something in fact it probably makes more sense to start like a few weeks before the new year so that you've at least like gotten used to things and most goals like involve some type of habit like especially if it's something like a lifestyle change like i don't know eating more vegetables or something like that that's a lifestyle change and you're not going to achieve that like by january 1st it's something that you will achieve as time goes on and it's something that requires progress i think people also don't actually set goals without thinking about how they're going to achieve them they never go the extra step to figure out how to make those things happen and kind of just like hope that they will achieve that goal but then don't actually think about how they're going to achieve it i remember in like elementary school and stuff we were taught about like smart goals and like i remember our teachers would make us set goals for like each month or whatever and I can't remember exactly what SMART stands for. I think the S stands for like specific and then the A is like action or something and then R is realistic and then T is like time. So like I don't remember what the M stands for. But SMART goals basically isn't just about like stating what your goal is, but like a real goal encompasses the goal that you have and like the actions that you need to take in order to achieve it and like how long you think you need in order to accomplish it. So, for example, a lot of people will say like, "Okay, I'm going to exercise more in the new year." That's great. Exercising is great, but exercise more in the new year is very vague and you need to be more specific. How often do you actually want to be exercising? Cuz like one person's definition of exercising more might be, well, I never exercised a day in my life and now I'm going to exercise once a week versus if you already exercise 3 times a week and now you want to exercise 5 times a week. Or maybe you exercise for 30 minutes each day and now you want to up that to 50 minutes each day. So it's different for everyone and you need to be like more specific with the goal versus just saying exercise more in the new year. A better goal would be like exercise 3 to 5 times per week and do at least like 30 minutes. That's more specific and it's more like 
realistic and you're more likely to hold yourself accountable to actually doing it and you need to keep track of your goals too right like you can't just like make a list of goals and then you know forget about them because if you don't actually track them and like track like how far along you've come to achieving them then you're never going to actually know if you did achieve them or not right like for me like going back to the exercise thing i have in my bullet journal like an entire page of like like all the months of the year and then i've color coded it and everything to like indicate like how long i've exercised for and then like if i didn't do any exercise one particular day then i won't color it in if i do like a specific workout like if i do a hit workout then it has a specific color if i do a cardio workout it has a specific color and then i can see like each month how much did i exercise how long did i exercise for and what type of exercise did i do and that kind of helps you keep track of the goal a lot better than just writing down a piece of paper exercise more in the new year nowadays i feel like people set goals regardless of whether it's january 1st or not i personally like to set them each month and now that i bullet journal um i started bullet journaling over the summer and each month i have like three to five-ish goals that I want to achieve but instead of just writing down the goals I kind of create like an action plan of how I'm going to achieve it and the other thing is these goals are all very different some of them might be career related some of them might be health related like literally one of my goals for December was to make a gingerbread house because I haven't made a gingerbread house in a very long time In fact, I haven't achieved that goal yet, but we're going to be making one together, me and my brother, on Christmas Eve anyway. So that was a bit of a tangent, but anyway, um, like, I think what I mean is that being specific with your goals and then writing down exactly, like, how you think you can accomplish it is a lot better than just writing down the goal itself. You need to write down, okay, how long do I think it's going to take me to do this? How much time do I need to be working on it each week or each day in order to achieve it? What kind of materials do I need or what kind of things do I actually need to do in order to achieve this goal? Like if your goal is to eat healthy in 2022, okay, well, first of all, what's your definition of eating healthy? What kind of food do you actually want to be eating? How are you going to go and get that food? Are you going to, you know... Are you going to be following, like, recipes? Are you going to be, um, you know, going to a different grocery store? Are you going to be trying new recipes, trying new food? Are you, like, trying a certain diet? Like, are you trying to eat more plants? Are you trying to eat more protein? What is it? What, like, what is what specifically are you trying to achieve? Because anyone can say, oh, yeah, I'm trying to eat healthier. But one person's definition of eating healthy is a lot different from another person's definition of eating healthy. And again, you need to track it. Like, how are you going to know if you actually did eat healthy? Like, right now it's December 2021. Your goal for 2022 is to eat healthy. But then a year goes by and it's now December 2022. How do you actually know if you did eat healthy or not? Are you going to keep track of, like, what you ate? Are you going to write down, like, what you bought at the grocery store? Are you going to, like, how do you know that you've actually achieved that goal? I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, like, people always, like, these are, like, the most common, like, 
types of New Year's resolutions that people will say, like, oh, I'm going to exercise more, or I'm going to go to the gym more, I'm going to eat healthier, stuff like that. But then nobody actually like, keeps track of it. And that's why, like, it's so hard to stick to your New Year's resolutions. And no one actually, like, figures out how they're going to make it happen. You want to lose weight? Okay, how? Are you going to go to the gym? Are you going to change your diet up a bit? Are you going to get, like, a personal trainer? What workouts are you going to actually do? You need to be more specific with your goals. And I feel like part of the reason why New Year's resolutions are such a big fail for most of us is because we don't actually think about how we're going to achieve them. Because it's easy to get out like a piece of paper, you know, at the end of the year and then write down like 20 different goals. But then I used to do this too. Like I used to like write down different goals that I had for the start of each year and I even did it at like the start of each semester like every time a new school year would start I would write down like a list of goals for that particular semester and then I would tuck it tuck that piece of paper away and then not look at it ever again if you're going to write down your goals for the year or for the semester or whatever you got to make sure that that piece of paper or whatever you write it on is somewhere that you can see it every single day okay don't just tuck it into like a folder don't just like Put it somewhere where you're never going to see it. I would literally take out like a sticky note at the start of each year, write down like 20 goals, and then I would not look at that sticky note until a year after. By the time that happens, like you've probably already forgotten what your goals are. Put that sticky note on your mirror or put it on your door, put it on your bed frame or I don't know, put it on your car. Put it somewhere where you can see it every single day so that first of all, you're reminded of what your goals are and secondly, if you see it every day, you are more likely to stick to them versus if you tuck them away somewhere and you're not going to look at it, you know, a year later and you're like, oh, well, a year has passed and I didn't achieve a single thing because I forgot and because I had no motivation to do so. The other thing is don't just write out what the goals are. You know, maybe, maybe your goals are exercise more, eat healthier and read more books. Okay, let's say those are your three goals for this new year. How are you going to achieve them, though? For the first one, exercise more. What type of exercise are you going to do? How often are you going to do them? How long are your workouts going to be? For goal number two, eat healthier. What type of food do you actually want to be eating? How are you going to get those foods? Are you going to be switching? Like, are you going to be switching to doing, like, more home-cooked meals are you going to continue ordering food from fast food places or, you know, are you going to be following recipes? Are you going to be going on YouTube and watching what I eat in a days? And then goal number three, read more books. Okay, well, what type of books do you want to be reading? Where are you going to find those books? Are you going to be reading every single day? What time of day do you want to read? Are you going to read in the morning when you wake up, before you go to bed or like on your commute to work? Be specific with your goals and you're more likely to achieve them. Goal setting is a really good thing to do. And like I said, you don't have to wait until it's January 1st to start working on them. You can start working on them the second that that goal comes to your mind. If it is the middle of July and you now have a new goal to eat healthier, you can start that day. You can write down that goal in the middle of July, create a plan on how you're going to achieve that goal and start in July. You don't have to wait the another like six months. Okay, well, I have this new goal in July to eat healthier, but I have to wait until it's January 1st to start. No, you can start in July. It doesn't matter. 
Goal setting also can be a lot of fun if you have people holding you accountable. Like, if you're living with your family, you can make them, like, hold you accountable for the things that you do. Like, if for me, last year, in my fourth year, I had this obsession with going on YouTube and watching, like, videos of people of people just like pranking their pets and stuff i don't know if you've ever seen them like on tiktok or on youtube where they'll someone will like throw a blanket over their head or something and then like they'll film like the reaction of their dog or their cat or some people will do like the pretend to be dead or something in front of your pet to see how it reacts i don't know they were amusing to watch and honestly i just needed something to make me laugh and entertain me when i was bored um, but it got to the point where, like, I was watching so many in a row and I would just be, like, on my phone scrolling nonstop. And I know that's a problem that a lot of people have. I know, like, a lot of people these days are taking breaks from social media and just want to be spending less time in front of a screen in general. So for things like that, I think it's really important that if you are having trouble, like, achieving that type of goal, then having someone or something hold you accountable is really helpful like my family they like to hold me accountable to not go on my phone so much they'll just like try and distract me and get me to do something else like my brother will be like hey come help me cook dinner or whatever or like my mom will be like you know can you help me with this or whatever so just giving like just giving yourself something else to do so that you're occupied and not going on your screen or on your phone or whatever is a good way to kind of achieve that goal of spending less time on social media i know even like some apps these days come with like um the warning if you've been scrolling for like 10 minutes or more or something they'll they'll give you like a, a warning to put your phone down so just having something to like keep you accountable to achieve your goals really helps too just as an act as like motivation um, but yeah, I think that's all I have to say about like goals and New Year's resolutions. I know that they're really challenging, especially like when it's the pandemic and like it's so easy, especially for the things like going on your phone and stuff and sitting in front of your laptop or whatever and just scrolling on social media. It's hard not to do those things. But I think if you take the extra step to actually figure out and plan out how you're going to achieve a certain goal it's easier for you to see yourself actually accomplishing that thing and it's easier to actually stick to it because like i said before i think most people just write out a list of goals like you know eat healthier or read more books or whatever but then they don't actually like think about the steps and like the actions that they need to take in order to achieve those goals so that's my advice if you are in the process of setting some new goals for 2022 go the extra mile and think about what you're going to do in order to achieve those new goals so now on to the final kind of portion of this week's episode is to kind of talk about the pandemic um, I feel like I need to make some sort of disclaimer when I talk about the pandemic just because I know that it's a very sensitive topic and I'm not here to really discuss like the controversies or like the politics and stuff behind it. I just think that 
I want to talk about like where I think we're headed in terms of more recent developments with like the new variant and stuff and like how I think we've progressed. Um, to give you a bit of context, one of the classes that I took this semester was actually a seminar class um, that basically revolved around the pandemic. And so each week our lectures would be like centered towards one specific area and how that particular field was impacted by the pandemic. So like one week we would talk about like the health side of things. One week we would talk about like misinformation during the pandemic. We talked about like job security and like the like the stress and like burnout people were facing. We talked about the food industry. We talked about like um uh, what is it like animals and like their role in like transmitting disease and stuff like that um one week we talked about like money and things we talked about politics we talked about like literally everything that related to the pandemic and it made me realize just how like everything has been affected ever since this all started back in march of 2020 so i don't know it was just it was a good class and i really enjoyed it and it just made me realize like I guess just like how much everything really is connected and how much everything has changed because of this major crisis that we've been dealing with for almost two years now. I feel like a lot of the issues that have happened ever since the start of the pandemic were existing issues in our society, but they just somehow were amplified or got worse now that we have this new virus circulating like for example with politics like we've already had like issues with government leaders and stuff like that and people already don't trust the government people already don't trust science people already were you know anti-vaccine were that movement was already a thing before COVID-19 became a thing and you know, protests and stuff like that, they were already a thing, they didn't, they weren't, these aren't just new things that have popped up ever since COVID-19 became a thing, but they were existing issues prior to the pandemic that somehow got a lot bigger um, ever since the pandemic started, and I think that's what I, what my main takeaway from taking this particular class was, was that a lot of the things that we've experienced since last year when this all started are basically just highlighting the fact that these issues were already existing in our prior society but it took it took us to have to handle a pandemic in order for us to start really taking them seriously um climate change is one of those really big things too like we i was reading an article on climate change and like how climate since the start of the pandemic has changed um compared to like pre-pandemic days and it's it's really interesting just to see like how much it actually has like wreaked havoc on literally every single aspect of our lives and not just like the health side of things because obviously it is a health issue but it goes to impact like literally everything like the economy like climate change like food security and politics and all that sort of stuff so I think that's what was like my biggest lesson I guess from taking that class in terms of where I think we are right now I don't know if any of you have been paying attention to the news, but there is a new variant lurking around and here in Canada, a lot of our restrictions have been tightened back up again and they've increased like um, 
border like restrictions and stuff and like travel restrictions when it seemed like we were doing really well um in the fall and even in the summer here in canada the vaccine rates are pretty high and i'm not going to talk about like my thought on the vaccines but i feel like i feel like people don't really understand what a pandemic actually means because my dad and i were talking and we were talking about how like it seems like just like it seems like when one country is doing really well and like their case counts are low and their hospitalizations are low um they kind of let loose a little and they start like easing their restrictions which is understandable but at the same time you have to realize that just because one country is handling the pandemic well doesn't mean that the rest of the world is it is a pandemic after all and a pandemic affects the entire world and not just a single country or like a single continent like, like I said, in Canada, our case counts were pretty low once our vaccine rates started going really high and we were able to open up our schools again and like in-person learning was a thing again and it looked very similar to pre-pandemic days. Wasn't there completely, but like, again, our numbers were pretty low and we we eased up a lot of our restrictions and we were able to do things now that we weren't able to do a year ago but again that wasn't the case for every single country and it wasn't just because of this new variant like i remember over the summer my dad he was on the phone with one of his co-workers who is in australia currently and he was telling my dad like how he feels like everybody's acting like the pandemic is over even though it's not because while one country is thriving and one and they are handling things really well another country is still suffering and their vaccine rates are still low and people are still getting sick and the case counts are still really high and like even like on the news and stuff you'll see like like they'll give us like like an overview of how Canada is doing and then they'll still tell you well South Korea's case counts have been rising and like they never really like like it didn't get better for them and it's not looking as good in other parts of the world as it is here in Canada or in other places And even, like, I think Australia was doing really bad at one point, even before the new variant came out. Same thing with South Korea and a lot of the European Union. Their vaccine rates weren't that high anyway. So I feel like, in a way, I kind of do agree. It does feel like when it starts to look good for your own country and when it starts to look good wherever you are, it doesn't mean that it's looking good everywhere else. And I think that that's my question was like traveling and stuff during the pandemic like yes you are vaccinated and yes the pandemic is being handled very well in your country and your case counts are are very low and vaccine rates are high where you are from but that is not the case in every country you know some countries don't even have enough vaccines for their population some countries don't even have like enough to give out to everybody and you know it's a privilege to be vaccinated i think that's what I kind of realized and like how easy it is to be to be able to access healthcare where I'm from and be able to get vaccinated when that it's such a privilege because not everybody does have that access and it's literally for free here I don't know about everywhere everywhere else and I even think the world the world health organization has been like encouraging like more wealthy countries to donate some of their supply of COVID-19 vaccines to like third world nations that are kind of struggling to get their supply and to control the pandemic in their own in their own backyards so I guess that's what my point is it's like 
everybody's acting like the pandemic is over just because things are looking good for them and where they're from but it's not the case like in the whole world like in order to really overcome this pandemic it's not just about the u.s or canada or all these really big nations you know handling it well we all need to get over it all these countries need to be doing really well and need to be having high vaccine rates and need to make like it it's not just based on one part of the world okay the entire world needs to be doing good in order for this pandemic to be declared over and i definitely do feel like in some people's minds like once they receive their vaccines they think that like it's over like they don't have anything to worry about when in reality it's not and it's not just about one single person it's about you know it's about everyone and it's like i feel like it's not really fair if like your country is doing really well and if if 80% of your population is vaccinated but you choose to travel to a country where vaccine rates are not even at 50% like yes you might be protected but the people there aren't half the people there aren't protected yet and the same thing even like within your own countries like my mom for example works at a school where kids are between the ages of like 4 and 15 i think and it wasn't until recently did the vaccine get um it wasn't until like i think last month or something where the vaccine was approved for children age 5 to 11 and like up until the summer i think it was just like 12 like 18 plus at one point and then it was 12 plus but like my mom's fully vaccinated but she's working with a bunch of kids that don't even have one single dose so i mean there's that to worry about like yeah she might not get sick but what about the other kids like if one kid gets sick then they pass it on to their classmates and whatever so it's not just about your own health you have to do it you have to consider like everything that's going on and it just doesn't it seems like people are being very selfish and i think i think part of it is just not really understanding like how it actually works and how like viral outbreak like the science behind like disease and viral outbreaks which is understandable because obviously not everybody has a science background and the other thing is with like understanding and like the knowledge surrounding this whole pandemic i feel like we've been bombarded with so many different like we've been bombarded with news like we get bombarded with news about covid-19 every single day and i feel like nobody really knows where to get the right information and who to trust which is fair i think that's totally fair especially because it's hard to tell when something is reliable or not and I actually wrote an entire like paper on this for my final assignment this semester for that seminar class I told you about earlier and I just feel like the accessibility of information the accessibility of credible information is limited to people like you know if you if you're a college student or if you're in university then you've probably had to write like a paper or like a lab report or something and you've probably had to use like journal articles or like primary research articles where like you're actually reading through like the the people that actually came up with the research and did like the actual trials and stuff but those aren't accessible to everybody like 
for example when i'm doing research i have to like use like my university login and stuff in order to be able to read the entire paper and even then like there's so much of it that you don't understand like you're not gonna it's not basic english where they're like it, there's a lot of scientific jargon in there that people aren't going to understand if they don't have a scientific background and even me someone who has a degree in science like there's still so much that I don't understand when I'm reading actual research articles and with that I think we need to be making it more available to people and we need to be making it so that it's easy to understand I think everybody deserves to have a basic knowledge surrounding science and something that was really interesting that someone pointed out to me was like we've been pushing people to get vaccinated and we've been we've been making people who are anti-vax or whatever like we've been making them feel really stupid we've been making them feel really guilty and i'm not saying i support the anti-vax movement or anything that's not what i'm trying to say i just think that the way that we're trying to persuade people isn't the right approach to doing it like making people feel stupid and like yelling at them isn't the best way to be convincing them and isn't the best way to be informing them and i mean think about it how many people actually know what a vaccine is do people actually know what's in that little vial and even if you do like you see a vaccine vial and it's just clear liquid not everybody knows how a vaccine works nobody really unless you learned about it unless you did research on it how many people actually know what a vaccine is what's in that little vial what is being you know put inside of you i feel like i feel like people need to know that people deserve to know like the basic science behind what vaccines are and like how they're made and stuff like that and it isn't fair to assume that everybody already knows that because yes i know what it is but i mean i'm a science student i literally had to learn that in school but for someone who who doesn't have the same background as I do, they probably don't really understand what a vaccine is and it's a fair argument to make, right? Like, you're more likely to convince someone to go and get the vaccine if you are willing to, like, share your knowledge and, like, explain to them what this vaccine actually is and how it's made and how it works and, like, why it's going to help your immune system. So I feel like there's just a really big knowledge gap and I think in terms of like spreading the right information we need to make that information accessible to everyone and easy to comprehend for everyone because we all have different knowledge we all have different experiences we all have different backgrounds and so what is easy for me to understand is not going to be easy for somebody else to understand and i consider myself lucky to have a decently strong science background having done a science degree but Again, like, not everybody went to college or university, and even if they did, not everybody did a science degree. And I mean, it's not even just about having degrees and about education. Some people just genuinely don't know. And I think there's a difference between not knowing something and then refusing to be educated. I think those are two very different things. I think it's fair if you don't know the background behind something but you're willing to learn and you you want to learn and want to become more educated on that topic versus if you don't know and you are resistant to actually learning and you know educating yourself i think those are two very different groups of people and i think a lot of people who are 
kind of questioning this whole pandemic and vaccines and all that stuff, a lot of people don't know, but they are willing to learn and they're willing to become educated. They just don't know how and they just don't know where and they don't have the right people to help guide them. They don't have the right resources. And of course, there are people who are completely reluctant to learning more about this topic and stuff. So I don't know. I feel like our approach to educating people on this whole crisis hasn't been the best and convincing people to like follow all the public health guidelines and stuff hasn't been the best so and i mean like i said this is an existing problem a lot of these things are existing issues a lot of people nowadays will just go on the internet and search up things and you know it's it's a good thing like people people make you feel stupid for believing non-reliable things that you find on the internet and i think in terms of finding like false information and stuff on the internet we need to get better at like removing that and making sure that they don't get posted in the first place but i think the fact that people are doing like people are coming across this information at least shows that they're interested it's just that they're falling victim to believing the wrong things and you know, it's a good thing to have an interest to want to learn more. It's a good thing that you want to do research and, like, learn more about a topic such as public health. But you need the right resources, and sometimes it is really hard to find the right resources. So I think the people that do show you interest, like, they have good intent and they genuinely want to learn and make the right decisions. It's just that with how advanced technology is and, like, with the internet being so unreliable these days it's hard and that's why i think we need like more accessibility of like good quality resources and just having experts in the field be willing to talk and share their experience and share their knowledge and i mean i say this from experience as well like i used to work at an animal hospital and we used to get pet owners come in all the time and ask about like certain things that they read on facebook and certain things that they read online and it's great like to me it's great that these owners are doing their reading and are doing their research on how to take care of their pets and what they can do to ensure that their animals are healthy but like again things like facebook aren't reliable sources you know you can't just go on a social media app and read some random person's commentary and then trust that but again i like that I like seeing that people are interested. It's just that they don't know where the right sources are. And I think that's a really big problem. And it's been a problem since before the pandemic, like like I said. So that's what my thoughts are on right now. And I think I want to say that we're headed in the right direction. But obviously with the new variant, it's it's looking pretty grim and it sucks especially now because it's like the holiday season and christmas is like literally less than a week away so it is kind of sad but again a lot of countries weren't doing all that well even before the new variant like i kept i kept hearing like my friend is korean my neighbor is korean and she's literally like she literally just moved to canada like a year ago with her family from seoul south korea and she kept telling me like things are looking so good here in Canada and like in the US but like in South Korea the cases have not gone down even like with the vaccines and like in other parts of the world too like I mentioned earlier vaccine rates are not even at 50% like in Canada I think they're at like 80% or something which is pretty good 
but that's not the case everywhere some places don't even haven't even received vaccines or enough vaccines so i think again acting like the pandemic is over just because your own country is doing good and just because you've got those two doses doesn't mean that everybody else has doesn't mean the rest of the world has progressed as far as your own country has and i mean i think appealing to people's emotions too is also something that we talked about in that class that i told you about that i took and i mean i think i think spitting out facts is not always the best thing to do i feel like you need to find a way to get people to empathize and to be honest i don't really know how to do that but i know for me like i've been looking at the pandemic differently since the start because one of my friends like her i think it was her cousin her younger cousin who's not a lot younger than her passed away over the summer after having complications with covid and from my understanding her cousin was completely healthy like he had no he had no other health problems and he he was like about to start his first year in college and stuff and he passed away and it's crazy because i've never even met this person but like it just i don't know it just really it just hit me hard knowing that this person this person that was so close to my own age who was pretty much healthy otherwise got sick and didn't make it and i think it just it just has changed the way that i see the pandemic now i guess it isn't to say that i didn't care as much before i heard about this but now i'm starting to realize like it could really be anyone that gets knocked out and it's really sad and even my neighbor my korean neighbor that i just told you about she and her family have been planning to go back to korea at the end of january because her grandma hasn't been doing very well um I think her grandma tested positive a couple months back in the summer, but ever since then she hasn't really been doing well and she didn't have any health problems. She was doing perfectly fine before she got covid over the summer, but ever since she tested positive. Like it's been months. It's been like 6 months since she got that positive test result and she's not really recovering the best and obviously she's she's an older person, but before this like my neighbor kept telling me like she was perfectly fine before she got sick from the virus and they just want to see her because it's really it like it just breaks my heart you know like obviously you never know what could happen but again now that there's this new variant they aren't sure if going to korea and traveling is the safest thing to do for them but it's also like their family member isn't doing very well and the reason she told me this is because she had tickets to go to a concert in february um and she didn't know who else to give the ticket to we both listened to this group so she was asking me if i wanted to take the ticket since she probably wouldn't be here but even with the concert i don't even know if the concert's going to still happen because it it's very likely that it'll get canceled which really sucks too because i literally just started listening to this band and she's liked this band for a really long time and either way it doesn't seem like she'll be able to go because i have a i have a bad feeling that this concert is going to get canceled so that really sucks too and i don't know it just i don't really know where we're going with this whole pandemic thing but i think 
people need to realize that it's not just going to go away. It's not going to magically just vanish into thin air. There's no, like, vacuum that's just going to suck it up and make it disappear. We've had pandemics before. We've had viral outbreaks before. And they didn't just disappear. A lot of the viruses and diseases that no longer, that, that you don't really hear about anymore, they don't, they aren't big anymore. They aren't a problem anymore because our immune systems have gotten better able to fight them and now they aren't wreaking havoc. They didn't just disappear. And in order for us to really overcome this, we need to make sure like our bodies become well-equipped to handling this virus because again, it's not just going to vanish into thin air. The reason why things like the plague and stuff and, you know, chicken pox and things like that, obviously some people still get chicken pox, but the reason why they aren't as massive as they once were when they first came out is because we developed immunity to them and because our bodies became stronger and better able to withstand them. They didn't just disappear. And this virus isn't just going to disappear. We just need to find a way to boost our immunities. And the vaccine is meant to boost your immunity, but it's not the only thing you can be doing. Just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean that... The vaccine's not a cure, let me put it that way. I feel like people think that just because they're vaccinated means that they're not going to be affected. Which isn't true, because even with like... The common flu, just because you get your flu shot every year doesn't mean that you're not going to get sick. I mean, you still have to take care of yourself and eat well and you need to be doing your own part. The vaccine is just one of the things that you need to do in order to prevent yourself from getting sick. But there are other things involved too, like making sure that you're staying healthy. It's like saying, you know, I'm going to take X medication for or whatever, but I'm going to continue to eat really unhealthy. You know, like, if you're on some sort of some sort of treatment for high blood pressure, yeah, the medication's going to help lower your blood pressure, but if you continue to eat unhealthy, then there's that there's no point, right? Like, it's, it's, medication is just one of the many things that you need to be doing in order to stay healthy. So think of the vaccine as that way too, at least that's what I think of it. I might be fully vaccinated, but I know that, especially now that, now that it's winter, people tend to get sick a lot during this time of year anyway. So making sure that, you know, I'm properly dressed for the cold and eating good food that's going to do good things for my body and make it strong, those are all going to help too. The vaccine helps, but it's not the only thing that you need. So, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to consider with this pandemic and I think we still have a long way to go but we've obviously come a very very far away ever since it started but I don't know it's unpredictable and I think people are at the point where they're asking is it ever going to go away yes it will go away but it could take a while pandemics in the past have lasted long a long time some of them have been shorter than the one that we're experiencing now some of them have been longer but again it's up to us if we really want to go back to the way things once were, then it's our responsibility. Like I said, it's not just gonna, we're not just gonna wake up one day and then hear that the pandemic is over. We have to do the work in order to 
make it go away. It's not just going to decide to go away. Viruses aren't living things. They're not just going to decide one day, you know, I've wreaked enough havoc. I've done enough damage. So now they can live in peace. No, we, we got to fight back. And I think we could be doing more, not just with the vaccines and not just with public health, but I think with being supportive of each other and being willing to learn and see each other's points of view, being willing to educate ourselves and help each other stay informed and get the right information, I think all of those things together can really help us move forward. I think the the most saddening part about all of this is the fact that in times of crisis like this, we're supposed to be coming together and helping each other, but it feels almost like we've done the opposite and our society feels so much more divided than it once was. And if anything, we should be helping each other out and it just feels like we've all turned our backs against each other, which really sucks because that just makes things a lot worse. I realize that, th- that all of this sounds really like depressing and really grim, so I apologize for that, but I think that's all I have to say for this week. So I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope that you enjoy the last couple of weeks of 2021. Um, Merry Christmas to anyone that celebrates. If you don't, I hope that you at least get some time off to yourself to recharge before the new year starts. I hope that you get some time to spend with your family or your friends. I hope that all of you are staying safe. Please take care of yourselves this holiday season. Please, please be, please be happy. Please be healthy. Please be kind to yourselves. Be kind to the people around you. And I hope that 2022 will treat you all very well. Let's hope for good times ahead. And with that, I will see you guys in the new year. Happy holidays, everybody.